Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is episode six of the Merry Biz podcast with Ghani Sarabian from Steel Time Back. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our Merry Biz on. Today we have a very special guest on the show. In 2006, he became the co-founder and president of a shoe company that grew into 19 countries. Everyone thought he was living the dream, but really he was suffering on the inside. He felt a very strong pull towards something, but wasn't sure of what. He sold his ownership in the company and he left and knew that his purpose was to remind the world of unity, but wasn't sure how until one odd day, which we'll hear about shortly. He's the founder and owner of the amazing Steel Time Back movement, which you would have seen featured on our Instagram several times. Welcome to Mary Beers, Ghani Sarabian. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're so excited. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so the first question we ask all our guests is what has been on your agenda today or what are you getting up to? I always like to wake up and, and do uh, get creative first. Uh, I'm a writer at heart and I love to write our blogs and, and social media posts and we're working on books. Um, the first book will be called mm-hmm. How the Time Man Did Still T- Stole Time Back. Uh, which is kind of like a children's book, but also for adults. So uh, we have, we're working on that this week. Amazing. You spoke about Steel Time Back. Obviously, that's what you do. But let's go back to that odd day we are talking about where you did realize your true calling. Can you tell us that story? Yes. Um, I had bought this wall clock eight years uh, uh, prior, and I never use clocks or watches, but... There was something about that wall clock, and I don't know why why I bought it because I was a broke student at the time, and I was <laughs> I had a food budget of two three dollars a day, and the clock was probably like twelve thirteen dollars. Oh my gosh! And, and but it's it was a black and white wall clock, and and it said the truth on it, and I, and I I love to think about philosophical spiritual concepts like time and the meaning of life, so I thought this is kind of an intriguing thing. Why do they write the truth on a wall clock in black and white? Um, so, um, I purchased it and I never put it up. I never used it. I never put a battery in it. And, uh, eight years later, I'm going through my things and, and I find it. And uh, this is when I had left my job at the shoe company and sold my ownership. Mm-hmm. And, um, it hit me that the truth is that it's now a clock. So I ripped out the hands on it and I started thinking that it should say now. And I took out, you know, the, the, the clock parts and everything and I love the concept of making it black and white. So the whole idea started with that vision of that one clock that was black and white. Our, our steel time back concept is 
also black and white, which is very related to yin yang and simplicity. Mm. So that was a, an interesting sort of intuition. Um, I guess there's this philosopher, Kierkegaard, he said, you have to live life forwards, but understand it backwards. So I have no idea why I bought it at the time, but when you look back, it's it feels a little bit like destiny. Wow. It is completely destiny, oh, I think. Gosh. You spoke about how you wanted to change the words on the clock to now. And I know that some of our listeners have never really heard about this whole, the time is now. And I know we try to explain it several times to our friends even, and they look at us and they look a little dumbfounded. So can you explain to our listeners what the time is now Means. Yeah, it can be a little bit confusing, but we kind of like that because it makes people stop and mm. think about it. It's yeah. the question of time and being present and it creates this dialogue and 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 uh, we love that debate going on. And, and we have that question a lot because some people uh, wonder what the purpose is if it doesn't tell the time because it is on a watch template. <laughs> so. <laughs> But we did that intentionally because we wanted to uh, review, uh, turn time on its own head. It's kind of like a re rebellion against time. It's, it's all about uh, stopping time and standing still and appreciate the here and now and, and be grounded into this moment. Um, so although it can create a little bit of confusion at first, that's intentional. That, that's a little bit of our artistic intent to, to stir a thought up in people and challenge the idea of time. And we like that mm -hmm. because it is it is kind of a new concept. It is uh, we're not even sure how to define it to be honest. People have called it anti watches. People have called it mindfulness tools or therapeutic mm -hmm. tools or or mm, some people yeah. think think of it as art. And it's it's hard to really define it. But we love the fact that it is hard to define because we live in a world that labels and boxes everything up. And it's nice to 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 have a creation out there that makes you stop and ask questions and think about it. Oh, yeah. I think that's amazing. And for everyone who's listening and hasn't seen the watches, they're black and white, black or white watches, and the word now is just written on it. And yeah, well, that's our favourite yeah. design anyway. We can talk about a few of the other designs yeah. later and it, on. And it is it does stop people in their tracks and they go, oh, what what is that? <laughs> or when they ask you what's the time, the best answer when you, the time is now, didn't you know? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Like, how do you live in the now? Like, what are the things you introduce to your day to ensure you're living in the now? Well, here's the funny thing about that is that uh, people think I have a lot of the answers to that kind of question, but <laughs> but I'm actually the worst person at it, which is probably why I came up with this, because it helps me. And, yeah. and I, I think for clutterheads like myself, I need a lot of work to be present. So I, I came up with techniques and tools like this and Everything from meditation to now having this to look at. Uh, read I read many books on it, and and it's it has always been a challenge in my life to be present. So um, I I can say that um, for me, nature is the primary method to really immerse back into the moment. Nature has a way to to ground me, uh, but I'm far from those spiritual teachers or gurus who have all the answers to this, which is why I came up with this, I think. It was kind of also for myself <laughs> to, yeah. to help me be present. It's it's very hard, especially in the world today where there's so many mm. distractions and, and anywhere can reach you, anyone can reach you anywhere, even corporations, not just your friends. You log into your social media and and, and your this connection, these technologies that are meant to make us feel more connected, sometimes make us feel more disconnected from 
each other and ourselves. So for someone like me who is a bit of a sensitive soul, I can be very uh, it can be very challenging to actually be present with all these pulls and and temptations going on. So it's it, it's something I'm always working on and uh, and I think for me I actually never wear watches or accessories or anything, but this is the first one I wear. And the most surprising thing for me has been the actual therapeutic effect of it. For me, it was a little bit of an artistic piece and also kind of funny at first. And and I was really surprised to, to notice how much it helps me to actually be present. Yeah. It's that constant reminder and it, it really does. I mean, we wear them all the time. And when we're working or when we're out with friends, you look down and you're resting. You're just like, oh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. It's now. Like, enjoy this moment, um, which I know we all do fall back into just yeah. going through the motions. Yeah, well, I think there there is so much going on in life, um, especially with all the social media distractions that it's very easy to forget. Yeah, totally. So we talked about the design of the watches and how they can remind people to live in the now. And we spoke about our favorite one, which just says now. But could you tell us a bit about the other designs and how you actually came up with those ideas? Sure. Well, we have so many other ones. We have different designs. We also have custom made art pieces. Like one of our newest ones is called the Time in a Bottle, which is tiny time pieces that we put into a bottle and, and turn it into a necklace. Which is, uh, we asked the question of what would you do if you could save time in a bottle? How would you spend it? Wow. And, and, and we also uh, created a new art piece that's a compass that says here instead of north, south, west, uh-huh. and east. So, so you're here no matter where you are. Mm. <laughs> so we have uh, many different uh, concepts or we have a, a design that's be here now, be like B-E-E, the, the, the bee that flies. <laughs> and, and, um, we try to come up with creative new ways to 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 say it. Um, we're a small group of artists, um, so we're always trying to sort of push the envelope a little bit. And mm. we have a whole section called Nature of Time, where we have tree rings and we have a wall clock that moss grows on, and basically yeah. nature takes over the clock parts and it stops wow. functioning. Um, so we have probably over. 60 70 different things going on there and um, we're working on uh, books and also um, a calendar that says today every day i love oh my gosh, that that's the best so awesome you mentioned your book again Ghani. we'd love to hear a little more about that and where that whole concept came from and i'm so excited that it's for kids as well yeah it's it's called how the time bandits stole time back and and um, i call it a tale of uh, eternal occurrence uh, he, it's basically uh, the concept put into a children's story where you have the time man, it's, uh, the clockmaker creates time and puts the numbers up on the clock and the time man, it steals them and throws them into the four elements one at a time. He throws them into the water and then the clockmaker finds them and puts them back up on the clock. So it's this yin and yang going on between time and infinity and, and the time man, it's stealing time back and the clockmaker putting it back up on the clock. And it, wow. it's sort of like our, our way of putting it into a story form where we say that a lot of people think we're completely against using clocks, but mm. we're just trying to bring a little balance to, to, the, to the equation uh, yeah. because there are so many things like clocks out there and, and different symbolic things that make us forget to be still and be present. So the story is, is kind of showing both sides, but it's clear who the protagonist is from our point of view. 
and and yet we're not really the villain is not a typical villain it's almost like a game between two children mm. between time and infinity i love it wow. wow oh what a great concept concept i how did you come up with that thank you so much well it sort of came from the name we came up with the name steal time back and then our logo is yin from yin and yang which is we feel yeah. like the world is very yang so we try to bring some yin into it which is the feminine the unknown the invisible the softer kind of values and yeah. from that yin, um, the time mandate was kind of born. And the time mandate, uh, if you look at our logo, it looks like an eye. And that's his mask. Um, so the time mandate, we came up with that. So he's stealing time back. That means someone else has to have created time to begin with, which is the clockmaker. Mm. Um, so that concept was sort of born from those ideas of steal time back and yin and yang. Wow. So your team and you sound like a very creative bunch. And I know that our listeners love to get back to their creativity and come up with new ideas, but sometimes we struggle to kind of get into that mindset of creativity. So are there any things that you do to kind of spark the creativity or are they just moments of clarity where they come to you? I've asked that question to myself my whole life and I think it's it's difficult to answer because everyone is unique and different and for me hiking in the mountain can be yeah. very meditative for someone else sitting still can be very meditative or or playing music so I think you you have mm -hmm. to know yourself first if you know what what gets you into that state of mind where you feel really grounded and present and connected um you have to do that. I played soccer growing up so I love that somehow after playing soccer I feel super creative but I couldn't go out there and tell people, hey, play soccer. That will make you feel creative because mm. <laughs> I'm sure that won't work for you girls, you know, or unless. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's true. like about tapping into, you know, what you do enjoy and those moments where you kind of do lose track of time and you're just having fun. Yes, exactly. And I think uh, one of the challenges of, of doing that is that uh, we get used to thinking about uh, making money and doing things for a result that we forget to do things for their own sake. So I think it's, it's yeah. about getting back to that childlike state of innocence where we just do things for their own sake. If you want to sing, sing. If you want to dance, dance. If, if meditation helps for you, that, that's what it is. But uh, it's important to, to get to that state of mind, I think, where you just do things for their own sake. If you try to do it to reach to another goal, you're already kind of disconnected from the act. You're not fully immersed into the act. Um, so I think it's it's those little activities. And another thing that I've been playing with, an interesting idea, is that I wonder if you can take that concept and, and expand it. If, For example, if, uh, if music is meditation to you, can you take that feeling and make everything feel like music? That's what I've been trying to do myself for even the most boring tasks. I'm trying to make them become very meditative by immersing in the same way I do as when I play soccer, for example, or as when I hike, or as when I ride. And and I think that's the next step. Once you find that one or two things that, that put you into that rabbit hole, then to actually take that concept and apply it to everything in life and make every day become fully a state of your highest consciousness, which is hard, of course, but <laughs> that's something um, I enjoy working on. Wow. Wow. I love so that. So inspiring, <laughs> Gani. You did mention money. So we'd love to touch on the fact that you give 50% of the profits to the children of the world as part of Steal Time Back. So can you tell us more about this and what 
was the decision? Like, why did you decide to do this? Well, I was born into a, a war zone in Iran during uh, the Islamic Revolution, and we're Christian, and, and it was very hard yeah. for us. And then there was a war between Iran and Iraq in, in the early 80s going on. So I, I struggled being a child in, in in a big traumatic environment, and we moved to Denmark, and we moved to Sweden, and then the U.S. So I've lived in four countries, mm. and, and I know how it feels to be a child in need in, in, in this mm. world. And I'm a big believer that it takes a village to raise a child. So it was really, when I was in those state of minds as a kid, I would always tell myself that if I ever get in a position to make any other children not feel what I'm feeling, I would I would take that power and use it. And finally, I could do that. And uh, we work with different organizations, big ones and small, like UNICEF and, and something called Rokpa International that helps homeless children and, and orphans in Nepal, Nepal and Tibet and, and, and in that region. So um, that's a big part of what I have always wanted yeah, to yeah. do. And, and finally, there was a chance here. That it And it fits our concept. So it was very natural. It was very natural to mm. being present is a lot like getting in touch with your inner child. And at the same time, I feel like we owe it to the children who need help to help them. Because when you feel that everything is one, then there's no such thing as mine or yours anymore. Everyone is each other's. We are all each other. And we all owe it to, to the world to, to do what we can to help. It's amazing that you do give back to the children of the world. I think for a lot of people, when we talk about giving, they get overwhelmed because there's so many places to give money or your time or your effort. What would be your advice to somebody who wants to start giving, but is just so overwhelmed they don't know where to start? I can completely relate to that. I struggle with that same question myself. And um, that's why uh, I try to combine our giving into different places because it can be a little bit nerve-wracking if you give to the same place and, and then you find out that a big percentage didn't go exactly where you thought. It takes yeah. a lot of homework. It takes a lot of homework to really dig through that. And, and also it's hard to know who's reliable because sometimes I wonder if their um, competitive organizations are actually putting rumors out there so you have to really mm. dig through it like a little journalist and figure out where, what the truth is about what, uh, what what's actually being given to 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 what you're passionate about helping at. Uh, but but that's unfortunately a process. It's it's getting better. There there are more and more organizations that are uh, third party observers that that uh, sort of verify. But uh, it's still there's so many organizations out there, and that's why we try to go with really big ones like UNICEF. It yeah. feels a little bit safer, but at the same time, we try to also help local smaller ones raise funds in new ways and and uh, spread their message. Yeah, wow! I really I think that's great advice. I'm sure that'll give all our listeners um, some great tips for working on towards giving. Definitely. So, what we'd really love to talk about is what are the future goals for Steel Time Back? And I know that's a little ironic because we're all about living in the now, but. <laughs> I know you would have to do some forward planning and um, creating some big goals to get your movement to more people. Mm -hmm. Well, the interesting thing is we we don't look at this in the way that you would look at a company where you would where you would strategically make plan for growth and such things. Since we want to make sure that what we do has the artistic and spiritual intention that 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 we have inside, we try to. Think of that question more in terms of what are we creating next rather than 
Um, how do we grow, for example? Because mm -hmm. our, our growth is yeah. determined by you and everyone else who, who wants to support us. And it has, it has been word of mouth. It has been different magazines and celebrities who wore it and, and things like that who just supported it organically and naturally. And I feel like there's something mm -hmm. fun and beautiful about trusting the universe in that process. And rather mm -hmm. than thinking about how to grow and reach more people, we think more in terms of let's do our best and trust that it will take us to where we're destined to be. I love that. So you spoke about how um, people are sharing the Still Time Back movement. We share it often on our Instagram account, you know, in some pretty flat layers of our coffee or our smoothie and things like that. Um, how important has social media been to spreading the word? Oh, I think it has been the most important thing, which is a little bit ironic because in a way what we're saying is get <laughs> off your phone, get off your computer. <laughs> so there, there is something really ironic and funny there. And, and for me, I honestly, I hated social media when I started this process four or five years ago. And now I'm, I'm really, I, I kind of enjoy it now. And I, I can even say I, I love it. I think it, it has been eye-opening that you can reach... I mean, we wouldn't be talking today if it wasn't for that. And it's amazing that exactly. it can connect souls across continents and, and it can do so much good. But it is just so important to to know when to stop that and also get off it and, and not be on it and just be present. Yeah, definitely. I think the reason we love to share it so much is because we believe in the meaning of it and what the watchers have brought to our lives. So I think like sharing it with our people, it's just like, okay, we want to share it. And then we do get all those comments. Where did you get those watches from? And oh my gosh, this is so cool. So it, it definitely, it just, it's such a growing movement and it's really, really exciting. So exciting. We really appreciate that. Oh. We couldn't really, we wouldn't go around if it wasn't for, for you and, and souls like yourself who are supporting us. Oh, it is really our pleasure. And we are almost out of time and we have, um, ironically, I said that word, <laughs> time. Um, and we have one last question for you. But first, we'd love you to tell everybody where they can find more information about Steel Time Back. On, on uh, steeltimeback.com. Perfect. And our very last question that we ask all our guests is, what is the mantra you're living by right at this moment? It's, uh, well, be here now, obviously. But as simple as that sounds, uh, it can be really hard to do, like we talked about. We live in a world that's so full of distractions and all these technologies I feel that are created to connect us can make us feel disconnected from ourselves and each other if we're not careful with them. You know, there's even a smartphones, smart TVs, and, and smartwatches now. And I, I feel like there is a little bit of an obsession with smart and knowledge that, that can make us forget mm. the, the wisdom of simplicity, as I call it. And there's some, we idolize movement and we forget stillness. We rush through life and we forget to sometimes stop and smell the roses. So I feel like it takes a lot of self-awareness and conscious effort to stay grounded in these times. And, uh, and that's why we created this. That's why we felt that this can actually uh, make an impact and help people. And when you are fully present, you feel one with everything. And when you're one with everything, you want to better yourself and the world. So we always like to say that to heal the world, you just have to heal yourself and the rest will follow. Um, so my mantra is uh, be here now. Oh, we love it. And just thank you so much, Ghani, for spending this half an hour with us. It has been absolutely amazing to hear your story and the Still Time backstory and 
everything behind it. We're absolutely your biggest fans. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Well, that was just amazing. We got so many aha moments from that. So thank you to Ghani again for coming on to Merry Biz. Next week on the show, we have the amazing Melissa Ambrosini. We can't wait to share this interview with you. It's going to be epic. Now, if you loved the show, we would absolutely love if you gave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Plus, if you want to get our free goal-setting guide, visit themerrymakersisters.com forward slash biz. That's B-I-Z. Yay! See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.